Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash Honorcast. We gather around a table, but no, we do not do that. We do not talk about the films you'll never discuss in a film space course. We talk about all the films in a film space course that you won't discuss over 52 weeks. That's right. We're going to talk about 52 movies all in one show, or not exactly. Something like that. Disclaimer, we are still around a table. We are around a table. That didn't change. And yeah. We, but we're not doing any analysis. No. We're, 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 well, we're doing like analysis of analysis. We're, it's really just a great excuse for Dalton to get all that extra talking that he never does out uh, in one foul swoop. I'm renaming this the Dead Horse episode, uh, in which we beat said Dead Horse. The Dead Horse Awards uh, has a nice ring to it. The Dead Horse um, Awards. We've kind of gone far in the Shelby's thing. Gone all in. Got it circle art. Yeah. Uh, registration marks. Oh, so Arthur made t-shirts and coffee mugs. Yeah. Okay, we can't change the name then. Got a yeah. whole website devoted to a coffee book table coming out next year. Trophies it's, already engraved. Yeah. So, like, there are Globies for the Golden Globes, Emmys for the uh, Television Awards, Oscars. We have the Shelvies because every single week we ask the question about a film, shelf or trash, else or instead. And so that's what we're doing this week is we are giving awards to ourselves, not really ourselves so much as the movie. Movies that we looked at in 2018, not to be confused with movies released in 2018, although we did see some 2018 releases for this show, uh, more so than normal, um, I would have to say, this particular year. But that being said, it is only covering the material that we looked at, um, which ranges all the way uh, through the history of cinema um, throughout this last uh calendar year, looking at the movies for the good trash genre cast. It's a recap show. Yeah, it's a great jumping off point if you're new to the show, if you're a r more recent listener and you're uh, trying to figure out what uh, you should pick and choose from over the back catalog. I know there's a lot there, and you probably haven't seen all of the movies, and you don't have to do that homework. I understand. I, yeah. I'm the same way when I look at a movie podcast. Um, and so uh, this is kind of a chance for us to highlight some of our uh, favorite moments and favorite movies we talked about and some of our best shows, we thought. And so uh, as all award shows are, they are self, uh, self-congratulatory, self and uh, that's a bit of this here at work. Also, I really hope that at the Golden Globes, all the awards are announced as the Globy Goes To. Please. If only. Please. Um, so uh, thank you for that, Dustin. Yeah, the Globies. Um, actually, the Globies is the set of awards that are given at my uh, wife's work. Um, the Global Land Partners, they give away Globies. Checks out. Which is hilarious. That uh, is very funny. Anyway, so uh, without any further ado, I guess, oh, let's identify our voices first. Um, let's do that. And you have to do a quote. Um, you first, Dalton. <laughs> Who are you? My name is Dalton Stewart, <laughs> and... All words are made up. Ha! I had a good one from last week. Ha <laughs> ha, nice. Uh, who are you, sir, across the way? Oh, man, I am Arthur Gordon, and uh, we are lost in space. <laughs> My name is Dustin Sells, and you had me on Hello. I don't know. We're moving on. Um, we didn't watch that movie. No, we year. didn't. No. No, I just made so that That up. is a caveat you did not let us be privy to before we started <laughs> Yeah, this. man. I, so I, that's not fair. I, it's not like I had a plan just now. Do I look like a guy with a plan? No, no. you do not. <laughs> not at all. You look uh, like you a look guy like the who's the furthest thing from a guy with a plan. You look like the guy looking at Arthur to figure out what the plan is. I have here the list of movies for my Globies, and they are written in crayon from Hideaway Pizza on the back of a napkin. I am definitely not a man with a plan. Well, so off uh, to a great start already. Off to a great start. So let's let's just come back next year. Much like the Oscars, before the ceremony even starts, everybody's already happy. We're in the fumbling bag. around trying to find a host that's not going to upset anybody or embarrass the world, and uh, we have failed time and time again. Yeah, so you're stuck with us. Sorry. Hey, uh, Academy of uh, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, if you don't have anybody free on February 22nd to host, we're not doing anything, and we we'll would like the cheddar. Yeah, yeah uh, I'll take that money. We'll uh, come out. Well, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll and the it. gift bag. Just a gift bag would probably a gift bag. When, yeah, but you don't even have to pay us. We'd do it um, for free. Please send me next to the Hollywood Chris's. Um, oh, that's all I want. Can we all? Oh, yeah. That's that's the that's our the writer only asks that we sit, we be sat with the Chris's. Yes, uh, we get to eat shadow with Chris. Which Chris do you shadow? Evans. Oh, Pine. Hemsworth. There we go. There we go. Perfect. All right, moving we've, on. We've got to figure it out. Next so, point of order. Next point of order is our first of the awards. Our first award this year, as always, is our favorite 
Discovery. That's the movie you've never seen before that you watch for the very first time for the sake of this program, uh, dear co-hosts, and uh, you just loved it the most of all of those things. So that you have to whittle down all the movies to the ones you saw for the very first time, and it's the best one of them. I go to you first. Dalton Stewart, what say you? My first pick is going to be Wong Kar Wai's Fallen Angels, which was good. Yeah, so damn wonderful and was a host pick or a uh, Patreon donor pick from Keith and Smith. Uh, it was a very, very special episode all around. Keith and came over and gave us some gifts. We did some on-episode on uh, unboxing. It was, it was a fun time all around. It was around. a fun time. But uh, I, I'm so glad that uh, Keith and uh, made us do that movie because it's really quite remarkable. It's great. And uh, without a question, my favorite discovery for this year. Uh, absolutely loved it. Alrighty, well, what is your favorite discovery, Mr. Arthur Gordon? Uh, I'm going to go back to the summer. Uh, one of my favorite genres, subgenres, is the coming-of-age film, and one I'd been meaning to get around to for a long time that is Boys in the Hood, yes. uh, which is just a great com- It's a great coming-of-age film, but it's just a great film that's still highly relevant that uh, I- I'm sure was very impactful in the early 90s, but still has a lot of relevance and uh, importance, I think, in today's conversation of race relations and politics in America. And so, uh, and it's just, you know, rounded out with some great performances and some great moments, some very visceral uh, reactions uh, and furious styles. What a great name. There's not a better name. One of the great all-time movie names. So uh, that would be my, uh, that's my favorite discovery, I think, of of 2018 from from the show. Inspired by watching that movie, I decided to play for my son the Ooh Child song, right? And uh, which he sort of knew because it's in one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies Mm -hmm. as well. And so I played, I'm like, I just love the song. I mean, you know, I mean, it was very much, I felt like furious in that moment. It's like, I just want you to know this. You didn't make him watch Boys in the Hood, though? I, no, he wasn't. <laughs> no. Uh, I, well, I could have. Um, it would have been great for a BFAT. Uh, but um, it, it may happen later for that, in fact. Um, we've been, me and he and I have been talking. We're making plans about that right now. Hell yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I played that, and he sings that song. He downloaded it immediately to his uh, little laptop. And it is on a regular rotation in his uh, early morning preparing for school serenades, which are obnoxious. But um, it's cool that he is doing that particular song. That is very cool. Getting him in the good music, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what else am I supposed to do as a parent? So my favorite discovery this year is uh, 2018's Mandy. Uh, just I <laughs> yeah checks out yeah golly I I've, like that it's movie. so good right yeah and it was the first time I watched it and I watched it for the show I'm I'm I it's it's a movie that very well could have not been a first time watch for the show because when it made its first run I was thinking I need to get to the theater and see this but I just didn't get the chance to and so it dropped on Shutter and again I probably would have seen it immediately except for the week it drops on Shutter we decided to do it for the show so therefore it got qualified for the running for this and it's a movie it hits. All of my buttons, and uh, I mean, it is it is metal. I love the aesthetic. I love uh, Pat, Panos Cosmo Toss. I like all the things that are going on with this movie. I like Nick Cage. There is nothing that I don't need from this movie that it does not give me. It's absolutely incredible. And so, yeah, Mandy, for me, is definitely my favorite discovery. That was an easy pick uh, there. So we're going to move on to category number two. This uh, year's category number two is uh, Once More with Feeling. This movie must be a movie that you have seen before. So the rest of the movies. Right. So the rest of what we've seen and you came to it and said, you know what? I have a new appreciation or a new disapproval. And I had a very strong, emotional, visceral, intellectual reaction to this particular film. That is the Once More With Feeling Award. I go to you first, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Once More With Feeling. What was your film? Uh, so there's another movie. I'm going to keep going back to this marathon. I really didn't intend to. Um, but uh, there was a movie we watched that the first time I had watched it a few years ago, I just I couldn't get into it. I didn't get the hype that that film had really earned itself as kind of a cultural touchstone of the 80s. Um, and it's Dirty Dancing. Uh, but when we rewatched it for this show, I really fell in love with that movie. I thought it was great. I think it's, you know, uh, addressing some really interesting, especially at the time, uh, topics that it's, it's trying to navigate throughout that film. Um and it's just got some great moments. I mean, uh, Swayze and I can't think of the female. Jennifer Grey. Yeah, Jennifer Grey. They just have some great chemistry uh, in that film. And those dance sequences are just fantastic. Electrifying, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and nobody puts baby in a corner. So I think my, uh, you know, once more with feeling, I'm giving that to Dirty Dancing. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, what do you say, Dalton Stewart? What is your once more with feeling this year? 
Who? This was a tough one. Uh, I do want to quickly shout out uh, Avengers Infinity War, which we just discussed on our last episode. And uh, man, when I when I saw that film in theaters, I, I immediately was thinking about when we would do it on the show because like, well, we're gonna have to talk about this. We did the first Avengers movie way way back. Uh, we got to talk about this movie. And uh, in the run up to us actually recording about it, I really just didn't even care anymore. Uh, I, I'd seen it at home a couple of times. It's, it's there's a it's a movie with much less there there than you want there to be. Uh, and the more I think about it, the more the only conversation to really have about it is kind of a metatextual conversation about the business of filmmaking. So it's just a film that frustrates me. Uh, but I, I want to go ahead and actually give the award to Face Off, a film that I only half remembered uh... from seeing as a child. And now will go to my grave uh, singing its praises, one of the great action movies it's of the awesome. 1990s. It is truly uh, right up there with Mandy, uh, one of the films that was just made for Nicolas Cage to star in. And uh, what what a, what an achievement of, of wacky cinema. Uh, so thanks, Face Off, and thanks, John Woo, for uh, making a weird movie. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my Once More with Feeling selection this year is uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Uh, which is a movie that I've always liked, and I've always found to be interesting, this idea that stories shape communities, and that uh, the stories that we tell, and the narratives, and the fables, and the myths, and the fairy tales, or whatever it is that we do, they can become to form a core of a community. But um, the whole idea and aspect that the, it is an entirely made up, and that people are aware of how made up those stories are, because they serve a specific, you know, again, uh, uh, community uh, creating function uh, has become a real important touchstone in a lot of the conversations I have in my other avenues of my life and uh, and has been a, a movie that keeps coming up in those conversations and so because of that rewatch um, and thanks Nick Sanford uh, for the recommend and Nick was around for that show yeah he was yeah I thought so it was a good episode uh, it was a fun episode and uh, just having those conversations all over again really have um, uh, begun to make that film inform a lot more of just some of my, uh, again, sort of clerical discourse um, that I have to have from time to time. So um, for me, the once more with feeling this year has definitely been The Village moving right along to the next world. We do much better than the Oscars, guys. I'm going to tell you right now. We, we, we kick the stew It's a tighter show. Yes, it is. You know, we oh, we're not going to be here for four hours with song and dance numbers that no one's going to like anyway. And our jokes are funnier. That's true. So, I'm just saying, um, come at us, Oscars. Uh, moving right on to our award I for... I don't know. You, have, you guys haven't heard my song about Chris Pine's dick yet, so oh, yeah. hold your judgment about whether or not our jokes are we'll funnier. We'll do that right before the immemorium. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, well, uh, moving on to best show, I guess, apropos. Um... <laughs> or something. Uh, Best Show Award is a award for the show itself in terms of content. So you're looking back at the 52 episodes that we put together this last year. I think it's actually 51 if math serves. Um, but you're looking back at those and you say this is the best single episode to listen to. If you are recommending this episode, uh, any episode from the last calendar year, this is the one you would say a new listener should listen to hear our best analysis, our most spot-on observations, or what have you. So uh, that that is the award. I go to you first, Mr. Dalton Stewart. What was the best show of 2018 uh, to your mind? For me, it's actually a pair of episodes. It is our Sam Raimi Spider-Man double bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, or triple good. bill, where uh, we we had so much to talk about, we had to break it up into uh, two shows, because we have a full episode that was just analysis of those films. Uh, it was just a great time. It was it was the first time... Uh, well, we, we had tried... Once before, we did uh, The Departed and Infernal Affairs. Very rarely do we do multiple films uh, for an episode, and I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. It was a great idea. Uh, I think it was Arthur's idea to just go ahead and do all three of them. And As are all the good ideas we ever have. The vast majority, absolutely. I'm not going to argue with that for a second. Uh, it, it was just a great time, and uh, none of us were really sure what the structure of that show would look like going in. Uh, but it was one of those great moments where we all just kind of figured it out as we went. And uh, when you do a show with people for this long, uh, sometimes you just hit a groove with each other and uh, you're able to to navigate those uncertain moments uh, in, in a really exciting way. So that's that's my pick. It's, it is our, our lengthy discussion over a Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. And uh, I think it's some of the, the best talking we've ever done about uh, these these crazy genre films. 
uh, specifically about the superhero genre. I think it was a really, really fun conversation about that uh, cacophony of sound uh, in particular. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. What do you say, Arthur Gordon? What do you think was our best show? I was actually really close to picking Spider-Man because, I, I, you know, it kind of allowed us to enter new ground. It stuff. was in the running for me, too. Yeah, uh, but I actually really uh, I went with a more recent episode, uh, and it's because... Uh, we intentionally took the time to kind of go back to our roots uh, later in the fall and kind of looked at some of those, you know, movies that we really defined ourselves around in the early years. And so I want to go with Lost in Space because it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. But it really allowed us to do that thing we do where we take a maligned, not good film and really parse it out to find things to discuss. And I think we had a really good conversation and, and uh, really opened that film up and kind of navigated the, the, the space therein uh, to analyze it, which is really kind of where we you know, laid the foundation for this show. And so I think if you're looking for a real throwback type episode and really find out what the show's always been about um, – I think Lost in Space is a good jumping in point to kind of see uh, what we've done. And that whole marathon, you know, you've already mentioned Face Off, but that whole run there I think is a really good jumping off point. If you want to know what Good Trash is really about, I think that's a good starter course. Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, Arthur, you're correct because my selection for best show for 2018 was also Lost in really? Space. And uh, so I, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was the best one we did. And uh, and for all the reasons that you have already said, so um, as usual, you have the good ideas, and you're right. Um, Thank you. Thank which, you. Oh, I'm feeling this sort of big brotherly, sort of warm feeling to you, oh, Arthur. Yeah. Um, I'd like that to go away as soon as possible. Or but... you're more like a somewhat their uncle. Um, yeah, I, I'm not better. quite grandpa, but I'm, I'm maybe better. a great uncle. Yeah, I'm better now. Thanks. Yep. Just yep. Uh, wanted to uh, heal those wounds. Yeah, Arthur, you 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 do just how to, how to fix them, huh? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm all better now. <laughs> just the buttons to push. You won't remember next week anyway. I'm glad it went away. Oh my! <laughs> so just like my friendship with Arthur, we're now going to the one timer. <laughs> <laughs> The compliance one-timer. <laughs> At one time, you want to make... You, it's worthy of one time happening, but not again. This is a film that you ought to watch, but you only ought to watch once. That is the compliance. The compliance being a film that we did uh, many, many years ago and said, no, uh, it's so good. And don't do it more than once because it's so terribly, terribly painful. Um, I got a feeling we might have some agreement on this particular film. We'll see what happens. I go to you first, though, Arthur. What is your selection for the compliance one-timer? I, there were two films in the running, uh, but I went with the less obvious one, I think. I think I know where you're probably going to go with this. I think. I could be wrong. I actually went with Catherine Bigelow's The Loveless. I almost went with The Loveless, um, yeah. Because to me, it, it's it's just a kind of fascinating artifact in time. I wouldn't watch it multiple times, but it's interesting to see where her career starts. It's her first film. She co-directs it. Um, and it's definitely not the trajectory her career took. She's got this very Lynchian vibe going on. She's kind of exploring uh, the middle America, working class, uh, you know, uh, American dream type of thing in the 50s and 60s in the guise of this biker gang genre pick. And it's not that, and it's a very meditative piece and it's a very moody piece. And it's very, you know, kind of got those surreal elements that Lynch uh, introduces. And so she's definitely in that camp of, I think, filmmakers inspired by Lynch, or, or, or seems to be, at least from that work. And, and so it, it's an interesting to go back and see that starting point. And also for Willem Dafoe, um, who gets his first big screen feature role there. Uh, and, and to me, that's that warrants checking out. I think it warrants a watch. And I think uh, your mileage may vary on it. Uh, I think some people will, will take a lot more from it. Uh, but I, I think it's definitely very interesting. Uh, I think there's a lot going on there. Um, and for someone who just really appreciates Catherine Bigelow's work, uh, I, I I was really appreciated watching it. And I thought about it quite a bit more after we had talked about it and kind of resonated for a while. And so for me, I'm I'm going to say my once uh, my one timer. Uh, award goes to the Loveless. Excellent. I, I'm, that's an interesting pick. I like that and appreciate that very much, Arthur. So, what do you say, Dalton? What is your compliance one timer this year? I just got to say, I'm, I'm very glad you brought it up, Arthur, because I am going to go with the uh, the pick. I think you were thinking of for obvious ones, but the Loveless really did very narrowly uh, uh, take the spot for me because for all the reasons you said, uh, and I never have any desire to watch it again because it's it's kind of a, just a lengthy watch. It's just. Ugh. 
it's kind of a drag, but there is a lot there to appreciate. And I'm with you. I actually, the the more I thought about it, I did start to like it more. Uh, so thanks for, for that pick. My pick is going to be uh, for my, my 2018 blind spot. We talked about just a few uh, episodes ago. It is A Prayer Before Dawn, which was a very, very good film that is very upsetting and a real strain on the senses. Uh, just, it is a film that asks a lot of you as an audience member and, uh, not every film requires it. You know, it's funny that we ended up doing that show in Infinity War back-to-back because they are two films that require... Polar opposites. Yeah. 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 Polar opposites, and yet both ask an incredible commitment from you. So uh, my my, uh, my one-timer is going to the sad, scary prison movie, A Prayer Before Dawn. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Now I come to the point where I have to give my award and I have to do something I hate to do. What's that? I have to agree with Dalton. Yes. It's <laughs> painful. It hurts. The moons have aligned. Yes. The, uh, the prophecy that has been foretold is a Do it. But Prayer Before Dawn is absolutely a movie that is worth seeing. It is so good, yet you don't want to do it again after you do so. Maybe ever. But I, I say that there are some movies, you know, I mean, Requiem for a Dream is sort of like the er example of this kind of film. And uh, it's super good. And I would watch it at this point in my life. I'd watch it again. It's been long enough that I would revisit it. But, but I mean, there's going to have to be some time, right? And uh, Prayer Before Dawn is definitely that kind of movie for me as well. So that is definitely my feeling of the Prayer Before Dawn. Now I must ask a question, gentlemen. What's that? Um, Do you want me to put the hammer down? Put the hammer down. Let's, let's drop it, the hammer. It is time to drop the Hebrew hammer. And I always have to be sure that we very clearly yes. <laughs> explain this particular award. Yeah. So the very first year of the Good Trash genre cast, we, um, we try to pick movies we like for the most part. And, you know, we have done... To, to lesser or greater extents that most of the time that we've done that we, we want to watch movies that we want to watch uh, for the most part for the show. And, uh, but in doing so, someone who was sort of part of the crew that was uh, putting together the show wanted very much for us to watch the film The Hebrew Hammer. That was actually me. Uh, well, I wasn't going to name you. Yeah, I know. Look, it, it was on Comedy Central a lot because it was, I think, a Comedy Central uh, production. Uh, yeah. It was on Netflix when we first started doing the show, and I hadn't seen it since I was like 13, and I was like, I gotta revisit this movie. Uh, we were doing a holiday marathon, and we were trying to... It was non-traditional holiday movies. We were we trying to go Gremlins, off the... Die Hard. We were going off the beaten hammer. path, yeah. And we all hated it. And I, I hated it, and I was my idea. It was the first. It was the first time in the history of the show we all actively, aggressively hated something. So, uh, sorry, Adam Goldberg. You're fun in the movie. Sorry, Judy Greer. You're also very fun in the movie. It's a bad film. We don't like the Hebrew Hammer at all. And so, therefore, we have named Dropping the Hebrew Hammer on the worst movie that we had to watch for the podcast this year. Ah, yeah. So, it is only associated with the film. There is no other association that is legitimate to be made, to be very clear. Did this come up? Correct. Uh, I think he's just patting his... Okay, he's just making sure. We just don't want these tweets to surface in 10 years when we have cushy jobs in Hollywood and just ruin everything. Yeah, I don't... a good point. When I win my Heisman, I don't want somebody to find this in my back catalog. Right. There's a lot of audio of us out there. Yes, there is. And, yep. and it Get will... to scrubbing. I really think Dalton's the most incriminated if anything ever comes I up. I think that's accurate. Yeah, so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I I've could made be... some bold proclamations on this show. I could be up a couple creeks myself, but uh, nonetheless. Um, so, let's drop the Hebrew hammer. I don't remember my order, but I'm going to go to Dalton first. Dalton, what do you want to drop the Hebrew hammer on this year? God, what a tough one. We uh, really, we really made sure we had some options this there year. Some stinkers. You know, I, I wanted to say the snowman. I, I did because Harry Hole. But but it's a gift that keeps on giving. Because, it really is because Harry Hole. Harry Hole is a gift that keeps on giving, and it makes <laughs> yeah it is. It makes that and you know movie, what that gift is. <laughs> it makes it the gift is that movie. That movie gives you the gift. <laughs> Correct. Same thing. That movie gives you such a beautiful gift of Michael Fassbender as Detective Harry Hole, and it keeps giving you that gift for two hours, and that redeems it. So I've got to say, Mother of Tears, a film so bad, it made it impossible for us to talk about Suspiria and Inferno, two really damn good movies. Uh, we we tried our level best. We were like, okay, we did the Spider-Man thing. Let's do it with this. these Argento movies. We can do it. We did it once before. We couldn't do it. We just spent the entire episode talking about how bad Mother of Tears is. And uh, I, 
it, it's a travesty of a film. Yeah, it's bad. It, it is. Uh, ugh. I'm sorry. <sighs> so mad at that movie. It's just upsetting to watch, and unlike A Prayer Before Dawn, there's nothing to be gained from watching it. Uh, save yourself the trouble and uh, skip it. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you very much for that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Um, hey, Arthur, would you like to put the hammer down? I, I will most definitely drop the hammer. I'm actually going to drop the hammer on uh, the Italian job um, because it's so bland. It is so boring. You have such a great setup. You have such a great cast of characters, and you just blow it uh, somehow. I mean, it is tailor-made to be a fun, good, trashy spectacle type of film that we kind of thrive around. But it is just flat and boring. You are still mad at that movie. I am. I am so mad about that movie. Uh, I'm mad about Ed Norton's character in that movie. I'm mad about the mishandling of that entire plot. Um, It starts great, and that's it. It it really just ends after that opening set piece through Italy. So, yeah, I'm dropping the Hebrew hammer on the Italian job. Uh, It just just needs to be, uh, all copies need to be just jettisoned into space, and all files deleted from uh, streaming networks across the world. Well, and once again, um, Arthur and I are in agreement. Um, I am definitely dropping the Hebrew hammer on the Italian job for exactly the same reason, because I, it is a travesty to have an action film, to have an action film that is set up in such a way that it ought to be absolutely enthralling, to be a remake of a brilliant film starring Michael Caine, and to make that thing boring. I mean, you have to actively seek out opportunities to do it wrong in order to make that happen. And it is it is criminal what you see there with that movie. And so, yeah, I mean... Just... Yeah, it's criminal. They're doing a heist. hey Sorry. Boo. Boo. He's getting his dad jokes in order. It is, yes, it is indeed criminal, and I'm not a fan. And, yeah, I'm dropping the Hebrew hammer also on the Italian job. They're scrawled in my green crayon on my dinner napkin. So now we come to a point in the show where we must uh, talk about how you can be part of the conversation with us all. And uh, that's Dalton's fault. I mean, Dalton's job. That's Both. right. Uh, th- this is the time where uh, I talk and they they glare at social media corner. Oh God, they're glaring. Uh, don't do it. Stay off social media. Make it your ni- 2019 New Year's resolution. Just get off of there. Uh, but if you're going to insist on staying on, you can come join us. We'll we'll keep the light on for you, much like a, a hotel would. Uh, we're over at Twitter uh, on uh, on Twitter at good underscore trash. Uh, that is the probably the easiest way to interact with us online and uh, we, we try to do a lot of stuff over there so that's at good underscore trash uh for uh you know fun polls and silly questions and uh, news articles that we like and uh essays that we like to share uh you can also send us long form feedback that's good trash genre cast at gmail.com do you have some shelby picks maybe that's a great place to send them. GoodTrashGenreCast at gmail.com. You can tell us what you uh, thought about this year in programming at the Good Trash uh, Genre Cast. You can also just go to the GoodTrashMedia.com uh, good to uh, see the archive of everything we've ever done, uh, including a beautiful new redesign from uh, our very own Arthur Gordon. It's looking great over there. Uh, you can also throw us some money if that's something you're so inclined to do. Patreon.com forward slash GTM. Uh, go there and get all the info on that. Uh, do that one thing, you know, the rate and review and subscribe, all that fun stuff that every podcast you've ever listened to has asked you to do. We are not special. We also need you to do that. Please, it's a big help with, uh, I don't know, visibility or something, an algorithm, who knows. Uh, maybe just uh, do, I'm going to keep uh, encouraging uh, you to do this, listener. I think I started doing it this year, but I'm going to stick to it. Just go talk to some people. Go outside, uh, go to the movies with your friends, talk about the movies. Uh, maybe mention our bitchin' episode about Mandy and how uh, you loved it and how it made you like Mandy more and how uh, they should listen to it, too. Um, that's it. We're done with this part. Not to be confused with liking Mandy more. <clears throat> Although, she's the, great. The musician. I uh, uh, I would also say the actress. She's great uh, on This Is Us. You know, I recently watched that documentary, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I'm not entirely sure still how Internet algorithms work. Um, not a clue. None. So now it's time to give away the CPD award. Uh, this is where we give away the award for uh, best use of male nudity uh, in a film that we watched. In... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, because we had a surprising amount of contenders uh, in a row. We did. You're right. I don't know how that worked out. A shocking out. amount of male nudity this year. Uh, that whole uh, 2018 blind spots really uh, 
really all focused around one. We're going to call this the Golden <laughs> Dong? I mean, what are we going <laughs> to it It's the CPD. It's the CPD. Oh, boy. Uh, well, JK, that's not a real award. No, we're not going to do that yet. Thank maybe next you. year. Maybe next maybe. year. Maybe. It depends on how many movies there are that feature male nudity. Uh, we'll Easter do our promises? best. Easter, uh, uh, put that yeah. in there. Listener? GoodTrashGenreCast at gmail.com. Send us every movie you can think of that features male nudity. It's still got to be a genre movie. It's got to be something that makes sense well, we for us to do on the show. We already did Gone Girl, so that one's off the table. We can't do Antichrist. It's not. It's too artsy for this show. But everything else. It is good for anti-trash. Send us those dong <laughs> movies. There are not enough dicks in Hollywood on screen. I <laughs> There are too many dicks in Hollywood because we're not, and that's why we're not making them get naked enough. All right. Okay. The actual next award is our best worst movie, and this is uh, named after the documentary about the film Troll 2. The documentary uh, names Troll 2 to be the best worst movie. It's a movie that's super bad. It's not really well made, but you love it anyway despite its terrible, terrible flaws. So I go to you first, Mr. Arthur Gordon. What was your 2018 best worst movie? It's came up once tonight already, and it is Face Off. Yeah, it's good. It's a face off. It's face it's a subtle it's a nuanced film off it's a very nuanced subtle subdued i wonder if filmmaking they cut a face best. off i think it's in the title it's I on the poster if two actors will like face off in a metaphoric sense probably okay. i think uh yeah that was the pitch i don't know what that log line looked like <laughs> um but uh yeah it is a, it is a good time it is bonkers yes uh it is a warner brothers cartoon come to life uh and it is just a good time to be had uh, laughing at and with that film, Nick Cage and Travolta are just bringing the heat uh, because they really are two very, very, very nuanced performances that uh, are over the top, but at the same time, they're very layered, and they, they both work incredibly well. Uh, and I don't know that there are two other actors who could pull it off that well um, just because of both of their just kind of the, the uh, personas they've developed, uh, but they're both two good actors um and they kind of get undersold on that aspect of their career and they kind of get you know maligned because of those personas they develop but they're both great actors uh and it's just a fun movie it is a good time uh it's got a lot of flaws uh you know from a filmmaking standpoint and, and so i i think it kind of lands in this uh this camp uh but i would definitely say that's my best worst movie of 2018 Excellent, excellent. I like that pick very much. What do you say, Dalton Stewart? What was the best worst movie of 2018? The best worst movie of 2018 for for our purposes is obviously Rain of Fire. Uh, that was my that was my yeah. Rain yeah. of Fire was in the running. It, what an incredible, what an incredible film. Uh, <laughs> incredible. It, a truly unbelievable, unbelievable, miraculous piece of cinema. Uh, look, they they call the 2018 has been the year of the Smash Up. You got a movie full of Spider Mans. You got a Nintendo game full of Nintendo characters. You got the Marvel movie happening. But name me one one better team up than Dragons v Castles v Mad Max. It it is an absolutely insane film, uh, in which Matthew McConaughey jumps off of a tower with a battle axe and tries to kill a dragon. Mm. I mean, it's rad, and he wasn't tripping on acid. No, that it, was just, you know, just that's, sometimes that's a normal night for Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's but, just that's that's you know not his first time doing it, mm-mm. but uh, first on screen for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, have you seen the trailer for the Beach Bum? I haven't. I've actually been avoiding it. I'm have debating. You? I'm debating whether or not I want to watch the trailer before I see the movie. I'm looking forward. Have you seen it? No. I, I'm excited about this movie. Uh, we it was almost my favorite show of the year. It, it was not the deepest analysis, yeah. but we just had such a good time talking about it, that it movie. Uh, and, and that is that is a movie that just makes you have a good time. Uh, it, it is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, and yet is a very good movie because it sets goals and accomplishes them, and uh, it's a fun time. Absolutely, absolutely. I like that pick very much. My pick for the best worst movie of 2018 is Jean-Claude Van Damme's Bloodsport. Um, man, that movie, 
Wow. Uh, well, it's bad. I mean, oh, it's, it you, is. You know, shit it's very sh- bad. But I love it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good martial arts action. It's fun. Um, you know, having uh, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds is an interesting choice. And, uh, and again, it's a total mess. And, it's you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with it. It's weird and strange and just doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's awesome fighting and Bolo Young. I mean, what more do you want? And uh, so it is, uh, and again, martial arts movies are kind of my thing. And uh, so, yeah, Bloodsport is definitely the best worst mo- movie or the guilty pleasure film of 2018 for me. Uh, in-, in relationship to Bloodsport and other such ideas, we have a new award this year. As we watch the film Demolition Man, Wesley Snipes's Simon Phoenix character has to find a gun in the highly sanitized San Angeles of 20. 20- Seven, whatever, I don't care, um, future. Uh, and uh, as he does so, he goes into this museum and to find the guns and the weapons, he enters a place called the Hall of Violence. What better name could there be for an award category for one of the most good trashy things that we see all the time in the films that we select? Violence. Which is violence, yeah. So and uh, so we want to celebrate those moments. Maybe we don't want to celebrate it, but we definitely want to talk about what moves us. We want to enshrine the, the tastiest violence. The tastiest violence, yes. What we find to be the most savory selections of mm. good trash mm. violence. Just this sweet, sweet mm. corn syrup. And just, mm. It's got that complex palate. Mm. Every, in Mandy, spoiler alert for Mandy, uh, a light one, when Nick Cage just gets his entire face covered in blood, all I could think about was, uh, man, it's a lot of corn syrup to get out of his beard. I bet that yeah. was like not a fun day, but also delicious. Yes. So, mm. in in honor of Demolition Man, we now have the Hall of Violence. Dalton, what goes in the Hall of Violence for 2018? First year of the award ever. This was this is a tough one because, as you said, a lot of violence in the movies we watch. Uh, it's just kind of the nature of the beast when you uh, are trying to talk about movies that don't get discussed in a film studies course. It's very easy to uh, pick some action movies. Uh, for me, I am gonna have to go. We decided that anything at violence is on the table. It could be a fight scene, an action scene. A uh, car chase. A movie. A, a, a whole movie. Just yeah. a crazy kill. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jeremy Sarnier's Green Room uh, in general, specifically that real gross uh, head squirt that we get from Patrick Stewart at the end of the movie. Okay. Uh, that movie is filled with moments uh, that uh, warrant entry into the Hall of Violence, whether it's uh, Joe Cole from A Prayer Before Dawn doing some uh, jujitsu on Eric Edelstein. Uh, it's uh, that, oh God, that cute kid from uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World getting shot in the face with a shotgun. It's a horrifically violent film, uh, but I got to go with Patrick Stewart <clears throat> finally uh, meeting his uh, untimely demise. Uh, I think it was quite timely. Well, it's extremely timely. It was past time. It was much past time. So thank you very much for that. What do you say, Arthur Gordon? What goes in the Hall of Violence for you? My first thought was going with Green Room, but I actually went back earlier in the year, and I went with the uh, uh, pretty much the final sequence from Children of Men. Yeah, uh, really, from that kind of shootout in the the building that they're in across the beach into the boat, like just the use of that camera to track that the immersive uh, experience of that sequence, uh, it, it just it's masterfully put together, uh, so well done, and it is so uh, powerful. I think, and it really, uh, you know, getting the blood spatter on the camera and, and just that shaky cam effect, that long take. Uh, really just culminates in just a very visceral uh, and engaging uh, piece of filmmaking that just really moves along and uh, is the the culmination of that entire film and really uh, seeing that all pan out. So I, I'm going with Children of Men. Great pick. Excellent, excellent. So my selection for the Hall of Violence this year was uh, based on two factors, total gore and then body count. Okay. A moment of just how much gore do we have in that particular moment, and what is the body count? And I cannot think of anything more iconic or more deadly than Sissy Spacek's Carrie at prom night. Um, So I'm going to give Carrie. uh, It's a great sequence. Man, it's so good. I mean, it just it it is the movie. It is the movie. Um, that moment. So it's Carrie, uh, again, Sissy Spacek drenched in pig's blood and then a psychically burning everyone alive is my selection for the Hall of Violence for 2018. That's a good one. So we move on now into our next award, which is, as I look at my list, our favorite marathon. So this is more about what we did um, than what a director or crew happened to put together. Yeah, we, it is. We 
Yeah, it is. It's we put in our time. We put in our efforts. That's right. We plan. So we, we get a best show, and we get a best marathon or favorite marathon. So of the many marathons, and we, we did a marathon full year this year. And this is the first time we've done for favorite marathon, correct? Correct. This is the first time entry. Yep. Uh, Brand new award. Pretty straightforward uh, in what it is. But, yeah, I think we did about, what, we did four or five marathons. So a couple of semi-marathons that we really didn't name. Um, but we did musicals, we did Coming of Age, we did Shocktober, as always, Anti-Trash, as always. Um, so it was it was a fun year, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of programming. Good stuff happening all around. So, Arthur, I go to you first. What was your selection for favorite marathon of 2018? It was Growing Up in Summer. I, I really just loved it was Coming good, of Age oh, films, and that was just a run of just really strong entries in that genre. We really And I, I love what we did with that by you know doing this thing where we – Non chronologically, chronologically went through the you know fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, aughts, nineties, and aughts, and, and uh, you know kind of picked and choose to lay that out where the the narratives fell in that timeline, even if the films weren't made in that same order. And uh, I think it was just a lot of fun, and you know we found some good films that kind of were somewhat diverse, I think, and diversified uh, across the people groups and you know the stories that were told and just you know we could have easily picked a bunch of uh standby me's uh and we we tried to kind of diversify and, and go outside the box on that and i think we really put together a good uh list and and programmed some fun fun picks there that really spoke to kind of all of us i think at some point or, or another in that that run absolutely absolutely i like that pick very much and it was also the longest marathon of the year for sure yeah it probably paralleled Seven our uh movies Always be watching Denzel. Yeah, uh, from last year, uh, and so we uh, we've realized that rules really don't matter, and we can do what we want. Yeah, we can make marathons as long as we want well, them. Yeah, to be. I mean, who's going to stop us? We FCC? Could, I don't could, think so. Let's make 2019 an entire marathon, just the whole year. I I've, I've thought about doing marathons each month. I've I've thought about it be no the, the whole year is one marathon. We could do it. We, we could, could do uh, one thing. I had an idea uh, based off of what we were talking about for anti trash. Um, but anyway, that's another discussion for another day. Tasty. Mama. So, uh, Dalton, what is your favorite marathon of 2018? My favorite marathon is going to be our musicals marathon. Uh, very similar uh, to why I think uh, the Coming of Age movies was Arthur's favorite marathon, because I think we really tried hard to to represent a lot of different styles of musical filmmaking, uh, we tried to do musicals that kind of spoke to us specifically, either as a group or as individuals. Uh, we we tried to go off the beaten path, and it was a, a episode full of fun guests. We got to have Heath and Alex from The Praise Down on to do a special Easter episode of uh, The Last Temptation that was of good Christ. Times. That was such a good time. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, right? I said The yes. Last Temptation of Christ. Jesus Christ Superstar, thank you. Uh, it was just a great episode. It, it was a great was marathon, fun. though. It, it was fun to talk about, because we don't discuss musicals really at all on this show ever yeah um even in the context of other films so it was nice to kind of talk about musicality in film is just not something we talk about a lot we we had you know your big adaptation of a broadway show with les mis which is a film that i had never seen and was a story that i was only vaguely aware of even though i you know came up as a theater kid so that was great we got to do uh Across the Universe, which uh, has kind of had this big resurgence. There's been a lot of pieces about it uh, written this year uh, as kind of an un unsung and forgotten film. Uh, and then we got to close out with Baby Driver. We had Alex uh, Bohannon back on the show to uh, uh, talk about that because it's a film that she loves. Uh, and we hadn't had her uh, on the show in quite some time. So it was it was just fun uh, to, get some, to get some guests in here to, to talk with us. Uh, and we got to talk about music, which we don't do very often. Uh, so... It was a tough pick because we we did have some really great marathons this year, but uh, the musicals, which I had forgotten about because it was so early in the year, but uh, it was a great time. Awesome, awesome. Well, my, you know, like a warm blanket, like home, like mom's cooking, sometimes you just got to get back to your roots. And for me, that is 90s action cinema. And so our November 90s action movies marathon, uh, which included uh, Face Off, Armageddon, Lost in Space, and Demolition Man, was definitely it for me. I mean, I just loved, loved every minute of what we were doing in there, despite the fact that there are you know, problematic bits in many of those movies. But uh, yeah, it's just, man... That's that's just Oreos and cold milk right there, and uh, that's it's a tasty a, treat. Mm -hmm, I'm all about it. So uh, for me, it was definitely our '90s action movie marathon as my favorite marathon of 2018. We now come to the great moment right now. Drum roll, please. 
Yeah, we're on it. And we are now giving the Platinum Shelf Award the best movie overall of the movies that we watched over 2018. It is just, this is the one. If you can only watch one movie that we watched this year, and this is your recommend, what would it be? I go to you first, Dalton. What was your Platinum Shelf Award winner for 2018? Uh, an important caveat, we have decided this year, uh, because point. in 2017 our Platinum Shelves were dominated by our anti-trash picks, We've decided that the in January, when we do our anti-trash marathon, we do films that you actually would discuss in a film studies course. Those are off the table. They are not eligible for the platinum shelf. We are trying to give this award to some straight-up good trash filmmaking. Uh, so I am going to go with a, a film that I totally forgotten we had done in February of this year, uh, and that is Ryan Coogler's Creed. It, it's a good movie. Good call. It, it is one of the best studio films of the last 20 years. It is one of the best American films of the last 20 years. It is an incredible achievement in taking a blockbuster property and making it feel like a real lived-in film that has stakes, that has heart, that cares about its characters, uh, that has empathy for both the people experiencing the story it's telling and empathy for the audience. Um, it's a great movie. It was a great episode. Um, but uh, hands down, when we talk about you know good trash filmmaking... That's when it gets so good that it almost becomes something else entirely and uh, becomes a film worth being heralded alongside films that you would discuss in a film studies course. I like Creed a lot, and I intend to write syllabi with it on there. So good call right there, Dalton Stewart. What do you say, Arthur Gordon? What goes on the platinum shelf for you for 2018? Um, I've already mentioned this film once, and I, I think uh, this the last couple of years have really re- uh, put a new focus on 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 its meaning and its context, and it is Alfonso Cuarón's *Children of Men*. Um, I think that movie is just it gets better with age uh, in a lot of ways. I've already name dropped the the stylistic elements of that film that really work, uh, but it just feels so relevant uh, in this day and age. Um, and I feel like it could probably be relevant just in the future, just the way the world works. Um, but it is, it's harrowing and it's hard hitting, but there's also some hope there and some joy there, I think, uh, and, and a hope for tomorrow. Um, but I just, I, I, I love Koran's work in that film. And, uh, I, I think it's just one to go back to time and time again, uh, to really flesh out and, and you'll derive more from on each viewing. And I also love the, uh, user engagement end of that one, because that was one where we had asked on a previous show, you know, what were some of the films we had Elster instead uh, the most? And Children of Men was on a list of movies we had uh, recommended as an Elster instead multiple times. And we ran a poll to see, you know, what film should we talk about? And Children of Men won. Uh, so that was a fun little bit of engagement we got to do as well. And, and so I appreciate that that aspect of it. But the film is just good. It's just a money film. We could have easily done it as anti-trash. Yeah, it um, is. I think it's yeah, a straight fire good. film. And so that's my platinum shelf pick. No, yeah. I totally agree. I, I think you're right, Arthur. I mean, it, especially over the last like two years, but I think slowly but surely that has become a film that like more and more you hear in the conversation of like the culture just got it wrong for yeah. sleeping on that film when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, we just kind of passed it by uh, as a, as a film going society and uh we are lesser for it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It was narrowly edged out by my winner for 2018, which is 2018's Mandy. Uh, it is absolutely yeah. my favorite movie that we watched all year long. Uh, with ex I mean, I like Eraserhead a lot, but uh, I've seen Eraserhead, and so the fact that it's a new experience, in actually, it, the fact that we put uh, the... Uh, the anti-trash marathon outside of the running, it doesn't even matter because even though I love that movie, Mandy beats it just because it was something else and it's even, uh, it, 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 it's just the newness of it makes it so exciting. It's going to come up when we uh, get around to our top 10 of 2018. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, the, yeah, I, I had to fight putting it online, but great pick, Dustin. Oh, I mean, I just love it. And, and again, and I've already said the reasons why I liked it so much is my favorite new discovery and that's why I think it's the best film um, I watched of 2018 uh, regarding uh, the... Uh, Good trash genre cast. Stay tuned for our uh, best of 2018 awards and see where it ranks according to all the other 28 releases. 28, 2018. 28's just the number of movies Dustin watched that were 2018 releases. That's last probably year. right. Yeah. So honestly, probably not far off. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what are you at? Are you at like 100 yet, Arthur? I'm uh, as of this recording. I'm at 98. I think. 
2018 so, releases. Wow. So that's incredible. That's, uh, I plan to wrap in a few more. And you are a workhorse, man. I've been trying. I'm literally quite close to 28. But yeah, there, that's, that's fine with me. I'm okay with that. And Dalton is our middle ground. Yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle there. So between those. Um, yeah, but, somewhere. Hey, we're done. We did the thing. That's it. Hey, it's been a good year. It has been a good been year. been a great year. We, it's, it's been a magnificent year. It's been a really good I year. I like we found a new flow. Yeah. Uh, worked out some new uh, yeah. routines. It's been a good time. Um, a new recording space. Yeah. It's uh, nice and cozy and comfortable. The air works, uh, which is much appreciated. It's a definite benefit. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been fun. I think we found a groove. We got our groove back. So uh, I, I guess really the last question is, Dustin, would you do one more? Okay, I, I'll do one more. Well, there's mm-hmm. a caveat, because okay. that one more means we're entering anti-trash 2019. So you're asking me to do one more marathon? I, yes. Yes. Okay. Anti-trash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sub-caveat. Sub-caveat. Westerns. What? We're going to do real good Western movies for a month. How do you feel about that? Oh, we have never done that. We, we don't we, know that we ever done a western. Have we done a sure western? Sure, we've done a we've done variations on westerns. But I don't know if we've done a western a space westerns, true and maybe. proper. We've done a few space westerns. We did. Um, oh God, what's the Malick movie? Days of Heaven. Days, of which is not real. Not but we haven't done a western, a western proper. No, no. we have no. not done a cowboy movie. We uh, we've missed the boat on several. We could have done Magnificent Seven. We could have done. Uh, Either version. Uh, we we could have done Young Guns, which I mentioned a few times. Uh, young we guns. could have done our much-loved Tombstone. Oh, I love Tombstone. Uh, uh, Panos is uh, hey, Papa. I'm, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we're uh, we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty. We're gonna find out what are the what are the uh, kind of pinnacle westerns we need to look at. We're gonna try to spread out the wealth among decades and countries and styles uh and probably embrace some uh, fun conversations along the way or work out some titles uh but just know that when we come back in 2019 it is time for anti-trash so and you're we're the cowboy put a spin on it i am it is i am in for this marathon for sure so and then we're gonna keep doing this that's what that's what last year was and what next year will be we're gonna keep doing this thing because we think the movies are so much more than just 90 minutes in that bucket of popcorn so you keep watching we'll keep talking and we'll see you all next time i'm not I'm not afraid.